This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Continuing today's marathon, today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. We're glad to be here today with Pastor John Terrell. He's coming to you live from Sacramento, California, and you can find him on the web at eaec.org. Welcome, wherever you're tuning in from. Brother John, do you want to open us in prayer, and then the mic is yours. Thank you. Heavenly Father, Thank you that I'm again back here on the Mega Man Radio. And Father God, I just have a heavy message today to bring. And I'm just going to ask you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit again. And I ask that every week. But I need your Holy Spirit to anoint me, to put my thoughts together right to help me to read the Bible verses slow and methodically and to present what you have laid upon my heart. I need an anointing upon each one listening, Father God. Those are listening live, those are listening later. So that, Father God, the Holy Spirit will do a communication. And I thank God, I praise you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen. This week was election day in the United States. And um, this was another disaster for the Republican Party. I want to focus on the state of Virginia, uh, where as Christians and as Republicans, we lost badly. 
Now, why this is upsetting is this, that we have uh, uh, the governor of Virginia, his name is Yonkin. Uh, he's a businessman, he's a multimillionaire, and he uh, gave up his business uh, about three years ago, four years ago, and he was going to run for governor of Virginia. He's a Christian, he's a Republican. <clears throat> and during his, uh, I believe he's been in power now for about two years, he has changed up Virginia. They have cleaned up the uh, educational system. They've taken out the, everything that was woke. And uh, he's implemented uh, more parental control on the education. And at the same time, if I, if I remember right, they had also lowered the income tax. And uh, so the economy in Virginia has boomed for the last two years under his governorship. So um, they had more industry coming in. Uh, whatever was there was geared up. So we had a very good economy. Uh, there was a number of victories that uh, the Republicans had under Yonkin. And to show his uh, dedication, uh, he used to be a member of an Episcopal church and uh, he and his wife, and when the Episcopal, that denomination uh, voted to uh, um, embrace same-sex messages, uh, Yonkin and his wife left that church, and uh, there was a number of people of, that left with him, and he, he and his wife actually founded a new church called Trinity, and uh, they were in his house, so they started that church in the basement. Now his church has been growing, so they have a regular building. So that's the attitude of this, this guy. Uh, he's very strong on issues when it comes to education, abortion, and so on. So what he did was, and he was on lots of time on Needed uh, Newsmax. He was on... Uh, he was on Fox News, and the other station interviewed him, and he embraced early voting. He, they, they built up a network in Virginia where he was speaking uh, in many different places. Uh, they had uh, poll, uh, people to watch the polls, when they were, uh, polling places when they were voting, and uh, they had... Um, massive campaign uh, going door to door and so on. So the prediction was that they were this time, they had uh, they had a lower house in Virginia but didn't have the Senate that they would also take the Senate. Well, when everything was said and done, they lost. And the Democrats have now total control of both houses in Virginia. And uh, so they were just like they, somebody hit them uh, in the face, and they were just sitting down and saying, what happened? Economy good, 
everybody's happy, and yet they lose to the, what did the Democrats have to offer? What did a Democrat have to offer in Virginia, in Ohio, and other places? Well, they couldn't run on the economy. They couldn't run on the border crisis. Uh, they really had nothing to run on. They had one issue, and this is close enough, one issue, abortion. Abortion was their main issue. And they simply painted the Republicans saying, if the Republicans come in in Virginia and also in Ohio and other places, abortion will stop. And enough women, young people, simply were horrified. We cannot have abortions. And they went out in droves and voted on one issue. They didn't care about the economy. They didn't care about anything else. We got to be able to murder our babies. Now, the question is, how did that happen? Again, I believe the Republicans, and this is one thing that I've started the um, a prayer ministry, national intercessory prayer ministry that I try to do from week to week, is simply this, that the gods that used to rule the Middle East, I'm talking about Babylon, I'm talking about Persia, I'm talking about Greece, I'm talking about Rome, I'm talking about Egypt, the Assyrians, the gods that ruled these areas for thousands of years were simply driven out eventually by Christianity and of course the Muslims uh, they do not they have their own gods they don't have these other gods so you ask a question now but what about Baal, Moloch and the, all the others, Ishtar and so on, they were just imaginations of the people. Uh, they have stone statues of them, painting and so on. But when they uh, simply didn't stop worshipping them, I mean, that there was nothing behind it. That's the thing that is, you have to understand, <coughs> you have to understand that now. Behind these demon gods were powerful, powerful fallen angels. So these fallen angels, they got the name of Baal. Baal was on the earth, stone figures, wooden figures and so on. But behind that was a powerful fallen angel 
that simply controlled the religion of Baal or of Moloch, whatever it was. And under their command, they had evil spirits. So let's make a distinction here now between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Let's talk about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God consists of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, or as it is known as a Godhead. Then we have angels. These are holy angels that stayed with God. There's two-thirds of them stayed with God. And the Holy Spirit is the power in the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit was upon the people in the Old Testament time. The Holy Spirit was upon Jesus and empowered Jesus. And the Holy Spirit came upon people that were baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So, the Holy Spirit is a power in the kingdom of God. I'm talking to you today now, and the Lord has laid upon my heart a certain subject today, which is what is about the election, how we lost, that turns into what the the reason was, was abortion. So, the Holy Spirit has helped me to lay out what I was going to speak on today. He gives me insight and revelations. When I pray for the sick, it's the Holy Spirit that is there healing people. Uh, when I preach, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. So in the kingdom of God, we are powered by the Holy Spirit. In the kingdom of Satan, they don't have that. They got the devil. He's a fallen angel, Lucifer. Under him are a huge number of fallen angels. And under them are an enormous, unbelievable amount of evil spirits, demons, devils, whatever you want to call them. So, In order for Satan to run his kingdom, he uses fallen angels to set up religious institutions. And the demons are the ones that do the legwork. They simply possess people and then being in these people... They then use these people in politics. They use them whatever they want to do. So demons are used to power the people that are in the kingdom of Satan. The Holy Spirit powers us in the kingdom of God. So that's how the two kingdoms work. 
the sad thing is that I would say this of people that are un- unsaved. Uh, every unsaved person is infested with demons. It's just a matter of degree. But on top of that, I would say that 95% of Christians also have demonic forces in them. So this brings up another question now that people said. Well, light and darkness cannot exist together. That is true. But let's look upon a human being and how we are made up. We have a physical body, the flesh. We have a soul that has a sinful nature. If you're born again, you have a spirit, which is the spirit of God. The spirit of God that is in a believer is absolutely sin-free and it is totally free from demonic forces. However, the body and the soul is a battleground. So this the battle in each Christian is in the physical body and in the soul where demons are trying to control the body and the soul and the Holy Spirit is working through our spirit trying to control our body and our soul. Since we are, and I'm trying to get some, just lay some basic stuff down there. The faulty thinking is that when a person gets saved, automatically all demons are kicked out. That's not true. It's the same thing when you get saved. If you are sick, automatically you do not get healed. If you, sometimes when we get saved, we get a healing, but most of the time we don't. You have to ask for that. So we have to take an active part. We get saved, born again. Our spirit is born. Now it is up to us to take control and cast out the demons. Very few people that come to Christ have been told, yes, you have repented now, you're born again, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, you cannot ask for the baptism of the Spirit, you can ask for healing, you can ask for this and that. But we are not told that if you had demonic problems before, you need to address that. You need to cast the demons out. You need to break uh, biblical curses, generational curses. There's a cleanup process. So when you get saved, you are ready to go to heaven. That is what salvation is. 
But then we got to do what Jesus taught people in the New Testament, where he cast the demons out, he prayed for the sick, and the blind, and so on. So we have to do a cleanup. So here's the problem now. So we have a population in America that is not saved, and they are possessed by demons. We have not Christians that have been born again, and they are trying to do God's will, but they have not been cleaned up. So Christians are weak. Most Christians in America are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, most Christians do not really believe in miracles. Uh, so it's a mechanical religion. You go to church, you sing your songs, you put your money in the offering plate, you hear the sermon, you pray, but there's very little, let's say, results. You're saved, but you are not simply very powerful because you still got demonic forces in the body. So, how now is Jesus going to run his church? He's looking down upon the churches, not only in America, but in other places. And he has different types of churches. And they're called denominations. So we have, a, let's say now, for example, the, uh, the most uh, amount of people, Christians, are either Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists, Episcopalians, and so on. I don't count Roman Catholics as Christians. They're not, they're not born again. So, those are low-grade churches. Then you have a higher-grade churches called Pentecostal churches. Now, Pentecostal churches, they believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they believe, right now a lot of them stopped doing that, but they, they used to be, they believed in praying for the sick. They were not very strong on casting out demons. For some reason, Pentecostals are not strong on casting out demons. Actually, some Baptists are stronger on casting out demons than some Pentecostals. So imagine now, Jesus, the commander-in-chief, <coughs> looking down on his troops, and he sees a massive confusion. He sees infiltration by the enemy. He sees weakness and so on. And so, Jesus is not able to move on this earth because God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit have made a decision. We shall, they only move through people. They could 
move through angels and uh, the angels could clean everything up like they clean up Sodom and Gomorrah but that's not the way that God operates angels are supporting but the gospel has to be preached by people demons had to be cast out by people sick people had to be prayed for by God's people angels cannot do that so that's a setup now let's go back now to Virginia so Yonkin I'm sure that they had some type of prayer meetings but they did not realize that in Virginia you had Baal you had Ishtar you got Moloch you got all the gods the ancient god from the Middle East are not living and operating in the United States and the, the altars of abortion is the that's really where they are controlling the people through sex outside marriage if a woman get pregnant kill the baby drugs alcohol is a drug but it's more common and then you have homosexuality you got transgenders you got all these different activities which are powered by fallen angels who has under them billions and zillions of of demons that will do the job just about three days ago I'm scanning I'm reading I have uh, two uh, weekly newspapers that, that are online newspapers from Israel that I read every day I have one Swedish uh, newspaper that I read every day um, and then of course I got other sources but in my in the Swedish one there was an uh, article uh, this is a uh, what you call electronic version it's not a paper version and there was a picture of a young woman laying in a hospital bed eyes closed and in a coma and then there was a picture of her on the side they had put together uh, that she was sick but now she's well and uh, she's 17 years old and um, it said that the uh, pill the abortion pill that uh, people take so they will not have uh, or uh, is a pill that makes you not overlight so that the eggs does not come out that's another pill so she had taken these pills that simply stopped the ovulation so the eggs were not coming down and so she could not be pregnant so her mom simply said okay you're 17 years old now and of course everyone your age are romping around having sex so as a responsible mother 
I'm going to put you on the pill. So you can go out and safely have sex and knowing you are not going to get pregnant. And the mother said, that's what I did. When I was your age, I was on the pill. And then later when I married, I got off the pill and I got three children. So, daughter, I want you to be able to fornicate without risking getting pregnant. So she put on a pill. About two, three months later, the 17-year-old girl began to complain about severe headaches. And now the mother and the her dad, they had taken them on a vacation. They were down either Italy or they were down in the Canary Airlines or someplace. It was warmer. And so they had to rush her home to Sweden. And once she got back to Sweden, she got into a coma. And she was rushed to a hospital. And she was in a coma for maybe a week or two weeks. So... They started investigating her. They took uh, CAT scans and so on. And they found out that she had about 14 blood clots in her brain. And they had just plugged up her brain. It's like you have, but you get, it's like a stroke. So she had 40 blood clots that get her breast stroke and that's probably not the coma. So then I said, now how in the world did she get that? Well, then they asked the bonus as well, should we have put on a pill? And uh, so the doctor says, well, you know that uh, it, there's a warning on a pill that um, you can get blood clots from that one. But I didn't read that. So anyway, they were able to dissolve it, and the girl got back, and uh, she was happy. But... The, 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 what a point I'm making here is simple this. Ungodly parents that are not saved, they themselves had fornicated, committed adultery, and they prepared their children, teenagers, to be able to fornicate and run around like you do on a farm, the animals just having sex here, left and right, and so on. Now, who's a god behind that? Well, we got Ishtar. He's a goddess, but he's actually a fallen angel that is simply powerful enough, and he has his demons. And uh, if you look at young people today, all of them, except a few that are believers in Christ, have simply, they're not virgins, they have been involved in sexual activity. I want to take you now to the Bible here, and I'm going to read to you now from Jeremiah, chapter 19. Now, Jeremiah lived about 900, about 700 years before Christ in Israel. And this is what God said here. Thus says the Lord, go and get the potter's earthen bottle and take of the ancients of the people of the ancients of the priests 
and go forth unto the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is by the entry of the east gate, and proclaim here there the words that I shall tell you. Now this took place in Jerusalem, and this took place at the east gate. And this is what God spoke through Jeremiah. Hear you the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring evil upon this place. The which whosoever hears his ear shall tingle. Because they have forsaken me, have estranged this place, have burned incense in it unto other gods, whom neither they nor their thoughts have known, nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place with the blood of the innocent. The innocent are the children, the babies. They have built also the high place of Baal, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I commanded not, nor spake it, neither came it into my mind. Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet, or Tophet, the valley of the son of Hinnom. It shall be called the valley of slaughter. And I will make void the counsel of Jude and Jerusalem in this place. And I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies, by the hands of them that seek their lives. And their carcasses will I give to meat to the fowls of heaven and for the beast of the earth. And I will make this city desolate. At the hissing, everyone that passes thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of the plagues thereof. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and flesh of their daughters, and they shall eat every one flesh of his friend in siege and straightness, wherewith their enemies, they that seek their lives, shall straighten them. <laughs> they should, then you shall break the bottle in the sight of the men that go with you, and shall say unto you, after them, this is the Lord of hosts. Even so will I break this people and this city, as one breaks a potter's vessel that cannot be made whole again. They shall bury them in Tophet, till there be no place to bury. This will I do in this place, says the Lord, and to the inhabitants thereof, and even make this city as Tophet. And the house of Jerusalem, the house of the king of Judah, shall be defiled as a place of Tophet, because of all the houses upon whose roof they have burned incense unto the host of heaven, and have poured out drink offerings unto other gods. This is a passage in Jeremiah that I would say probably very seldom is read by any pastor or evangelist preaching. Because 
it does not help the offering plates. People don't want to hear negative stuff. So why was God so upset with Judah here? This is the in Judah, about 700 years before Christ. When Jer- Excuse me. I say I was 700 years before Christ. Jeremiah was about 600 years before Christ. So Jeremiah simply said, you come to the Valley of Hinnom, altars there. You have taken your precious children. These are born children. And you took off their clothes. And you put them on this altar of Balaam and a Moloch. And you fried them. While they were crying, they put down on these hot altars. They also had music. They had drummers and singers and all kind of instruments. And so the crowd was in a frenzy as the children were being undressed and then put upon the altars. And they begin to fry, and before they die, they, they, they screamed at the top of their lungs. The music increased in crescendo, and the people start dancing. So they, they couldn't hear the screams. But the screams were heard in heaven. They were heard by Father God, by Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. Today, we don't call these places sacrificial groves. They're called abortion clinics. They're called abortion mills. And here, the unborn children in their mother's womb they scream silent but that silent scream buddy is heard in heaven it is heard louder than a trumpet that is blasting full bore and God said I'm sick and tired of it there's a judgment. Now, the Bible says that the children of Israel, they are the apple of God. He says, he's told them this, you know, that you are the smallest among all the people. But I have loved you. And so, Jesus and God the Father, God the Spirit, they really loved the 12 tribes of Israel. They brought them out of Egypt. But when they got about out of Egypt, Moses was told by God, and he wrote this down in Deuteronomy chapter 28. They got 16 verses of blessings. If you read Deuteronomy 28, there are 16 verses of blessings. 
And then there are about 50 verses of curses. And God simply told through Moses, he simply said this, if you, my beloved people, if you do not stop sinning, if you go after other gods, I will throw you out of the land. I will destroy you. Did they believe that? No. They just kept going. The worst offender of the mortal King Solomon, who really enhanced the Kabbalah, and he lived like hell the last few years of his life. And so the kingdom split. We had the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom, and the southern kingdom was a little bit better than the northern kingdom. northern kingdom was pretty bad. And finally God said, I'm going to pull the plug. And around 700, matter of fact, to be exact, in uh, the year 727, the Assyrians came in, destroyed the cities, picked up the entire population, and resettled them in Assyria. Someone came back later, they, they were, became known as Samaritans, they were mixed. The southern kingdom that Jeremiah and I were speaking to, they had seen what happened to the ten northern tribes. They said a terrible judgment. And uh, did they pay attention? No. We got a few kings in, like Hezekiah and, and some others that tried to turn the tide back, get rid of all the idols, tear down the altars and the high places, go back to God. But when that good king died, his son came in, demon possessed to the max, went back, back again. So what happened? Well, you know, 589. First one was about six, six hundred, six or five or something like that. But eventually the Babylonians came and they put a siege on Jerusalem. I believe that siege lasted about six months or so. And it got so bad that the people inside the city became cannibals. If somebody died, they went and cut the flesh off and simply put it in a frying pan and ate it. They killed their own children and ate them. And when the Babylonians breached the city, they killed a whole lot of people in the city. They took children by the legs and dashed their heads into walls. They took all, thousands of them, walked to Babylon in chains. And so what Jeremiah had warned about, it did take place. This should be a warning to 
all people in the world, you cross God, and he will eventually get a judgment. He will get a judgment. And when he does that, it's not going to be pretty. Sodom and Gomorrah was warned. These were homosexuals. These were transvestites. These were people like modern people today. You know, when I'm a he, I'm a she, I'm a it, I, I don't know, I'm binary, whatever it is. I've fallen caked, I commit adultery, I'm living like a born animal. And what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? God nuked them. And those two cities were overthrown. You can go there today and actually see how the sand melted into almost glass by the heat. When that judgment came, God took out, the Danish took out Lot, his wife, and his daughter, two daughters. And they were told, don't look back. Lot's wife looked back. And instantly she became a salt pillar. She didn't believe God. The people, when the fire rained down, they probably lived for about two seconds. And they realized in two seconds, as the heat and the fire came down, they realized there is a God. Boom. They died. Their bodies died. But their souls were picked up by God's holy angels. And taken to hell. Do you realize. That. Every person in hell. Believes in God. They are strong believers in God. Every person in hell. Believes in Jesus. Oh, yes, they say he is the son of God. They believe in the Holy Spirit. The problem is, it's doing them no good. They know not the truth. So, going back now to the election. What do we have to do? In our country right now. I want to take you now to the book of Revelation. And I will show you something that should be frightening to you. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. Chapter 20. And we're going to read about the thousand year kingdom. Revelation 20, verse number 7, And when a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. 
as I go out and to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Here's a picture I want you to see now. There's going to be a thousand year kingdom. Jesus is going to refurbish the earth. The Bible says that the wolf and the lion and the lamb shall play together. Little children will pick up a, a scorpion. It will not sting them. It will be perfect like the Garden of Eden was before they fell. Picture yourself now in in America, in the world, a thousand years, full employment, no sickness, all the food you can eat, no heat, no cold, perfect climate, perfect water, perfect everything, paradise. And children are going to be born during this time. The people that survived the tribulation, they're going to repopulate the earth. So we're going to have now, not millions, we're going to have probably 100, 200 billion people because if you take a thousand years, people getting married, having children, no one dies. They have a children maybe once a year, and there will be no pain when a, when a woman gives birth. It's just like you go to the bathroom, you know. It's just in and out, easy. It's going to be a lot of people. Matter of fact, Jesus said, as a sand out of the sea. There's a lot of sand in the sea. But these people have seen Jesus because Jesus could have ruled out of Jerusalem. Uh, the Jewish people that have been saved are going to be in Israel and King David has been resurrected. He's ruling over them. They're having a good time. Everyone's having a good time. Here comes now Lucifer. And in a very short time, He's able to convince all these people that have been born on earth in a thousand year kingdom that he has a better program than Jesus. What better can you have than full employment? No inflation. No sickness. A beautiful place. Can it be any better? Well, Lucifer is going to tell them that I have something even better than this. And they're going to buy into it. And most of the people that live for a thousand years, they, they are not saved because they have not been tempted. So they have to make a decision at the end here. The majority would say, I go with Lucifer. 
Some would say we stay with Jesus. Imagine the power of Lucifer. Youngkin in Virginia and the Republican Party, they worked for about two years and began to transform Virginia where unemployment went down, money was there, taxes went down, and a lot of different things. But people said, we don't care. We want to worship Baal, Moloch, Ishtar. Here's what I really I try to pull it together here now. These fallen angels that used to live in the skies over the Middle East and ruled the people of Babylon, Assyria, Persia, Rome, Greece, Egypt, Assyria. They have moved. They now live in the skies over America and Western Europe. That's where they moved. They have resurrected themselves. And they have put down altars on the earth. And it's altar of sex and drugs and debauchery. And people are like flies dancing around this. When Yunkin and the Republican Party said that we would like to restrict abortion to 15 weeks after a woman is pregnant, Bale said, No way. I could hear. Those fallen angels roar in the sky and saying, Hell no! And they activated billions of evil spirits. One went into the suburbs of Washington, D.C., and the areas there, and to other cities, and riled up the young women. The young man and told them you got to protect abortion the high priest and high priests of these Joe Biden Kamala Harris and all the others in the Democratic Party they officiated and they simply campaign on one stupid issue, abortion. And the people says, we we rather be able to kill our children and be able to romp around than to have low taxes, having full employment, having a good time. We, we give that up. We want abortion. 
We want murder. We want the devil. I listened to Trump last night. He had a, uh, a rally in Florida. And he was he simply had a rally when the what I call the dwarves, the Republican dwarves were having a debate on Fox. And President Trump has a fantastic program. There's only one thing I don't like about him, he, he swears too much. But that's how, that's how he is. But he has a fantastic program. Secure borders, lower taxes, and take inflation down. Secure it on the street. Put the criminals in prison and so on. He had a good program when he was a person for four years. He has a good program. Now, in in the election in 2020, he had a good program. But enough people said, that's fine. But we want abortion. The Democrats have nothing to run on except death. And death is very, very attractive to young adults, teenagers, middle-aged women and men. It's very attractive. And they will vote with the devil. If Trump is going to come back to the White House in 2024 and the Republican take the House of Representatives and the Senate, it has to be done through prayer. Heavy duty intercessory prayer. It has to be done by people in groups, Christians, that are willing to pray and fast and repent of the sins of the nation and ask Father God to please have mercy on us. There are some of us here that love you and are willing to do intercession. If we only, if the Republicans only rely upon mechanical things, advertisement, rallies, sending out advertisements, early voting, and so on, if they rely upon mechanical things, we will lose again. We can't win this. It's a spiritual battle. It has to be won in the spirit world. And in the spirit world we win. We win at the ballot box. So that's what I want to share with you today. We got less than about a year left to the next election. Crucial election. And the question is, will the Christians understand it's a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. Well, that brings the program to an end today. And uh, 
I want to say this. If you um, would like to check us out as a ministry, every week I produce a sermon. Every week we have a live webcast. And we start at 8.30 here in California time, or Pacific time. And we have a prayer time. Actually, first we have music, 30 minutes. Then we have prayer time, about 30 minutes. And then I'll bring a message. Uh, I preach about an hour, hour and a half sometimes, maybe 50 minutes. So, And that is webcast. So if you live close to the Sacramento area, because we are in the Sacramento area, California, we would love to have you to come to our country church. We got a little country church out here in the country, just north of Sacramento. It takes you about maybe 30 minutes to drive out to us. But if you don't live in the greater Sacramento area, you can catch us on our website, eac.org. And if you says, well, I go to church, well, I can't listen to you at that hour. No problem. Once we have put the webcast up, it will stay up all week. So, for example, if you want to know what I preached last Sunday, you can go to our website, eac.org, click on webcast, another page come up, click on that, and what we did last Sunday you can see now, you can see it tonight, you can see it Friday. It'll be there to next Sunday, and then we put it on and on. If you'd like to go to our archives, I got about 650 video sermons on our website, eac.org. And we got articles, we got a number of different things that, that you can go and browse on. So that's what we can offer you. So... I really want to ask you this. Think what I share with you today. And they said this. It's one thing I can do. I can pray. I can fast. I can talk to someone else. And I can try to build a group where we live. Where we will pray and fast. Let's finish talking about money. You know, a lot of people... Don't like to talk about money. But you got to have money because you can't go down to a store and say, I want to have, buy this, I'll pay with goodwill. Uh, no. You cannot say, well, I'm a good Christian, you know, and I'll pray for you. Can I buy some groceries on my prayer? No. you got to have cash. you got to have money. Check whatever it is. And so we have now Shannon Davis. And uh, Shannon now lives by the gospel. Yes, three children, beautiful children, and a very nice-looking wife. And uh, they do eat. Uh, they got to have a house, and so on. <clears throat> so if you like his programs, then I would say this. If you, if you thought that today's program was worth something, go to Shannon Davies' website and... Put a good donation in and say, Shannon, we want you to have some money here because we want to, you to keep putting out these programs. I'm not the only one. He has other people that are teaching on his, uh, on his programs. And now let's remember this. There's a very special thing I want to ask you to do for me right now. Shannon Davis is going to take a vacation in December. And well-deserved. 
I mean, the guy puts in a lot of time. And when you take a vacation, you know, you need some money. You maybe want to go someplace and do a little bit extra. So if you love Shannon Davis, he's your favorite podcast or whatever you call it. Notice he's going to go on vacation. How nice it will be of you to simply put an extra hundred bucks in or whatever you can put in and say, Shannon, this is for your vacation. So when he's off in December, he can simply say, God supplied in advance. I got to pay my rent. I got everything paid for in advance. No sweat. Then he can really enjoy his vacation. So if you love him, go to his website today and put in a great offering. And God will bless you for that. Back to you, Sean. Brother John, what would you like to title the broadcast for the archive today? I know you would ask for that. (laughs) (laughs) Elections are determined in the spirit world. Okay, elections are determined in the spirit world world yeah okay fantastic yeah it's very sad brother John that um, so many are pro murder the killing of the children it brings a curse not only on them who do it but also on this nation yeah and you can lift the curse but you got to repent ask forgiveness of the Lord Jesus stop doing it but we're in some serious trouble in this country. Uh, not only is abortion the order of the day, Blinken has just announced that uh, after the uh, war between Israel and the terrorist group Hamas is over, he's pushing to give all the land of Gaza and the West Bank land, land incidentally that God gave Israel. It's in his word. People don't read the word as a problem. He wants to give it to the Palestinian Authority which is another curse to come against Israel and that we're in some serious trouble in this nation if something doesn't turn around in quick I don't know how long we're going to last uh, I sure hope that there is a uh, turnover in the uh, 2024 November elections it'd be great to see them do Operation Clean Sweep we can pray and we can vote. Then the day um, we shall see what happens. But uh, you know, you can only make so many mistakes as a nation. And when that cup of iniquity fills up to overflowing, God judges, and we're long overdue for judgment. So the grace and mercy of God and people that are standing in the gap maybe has stalled it. And I, I certainly don't want to see it come. But um, we are ripe for judgment. And uh, things that will bring judgment on you quicker than anything else is idolatry, murder of the babies, standing against Israel, homosexuality, and we seem to be doing all of it. So, uh, folks, we're, we're in trouble. It's time to pray. Thank you, Brother John, for coming on. We love and appreciate you, my friend. Good word today, and we'll get it up in the archive pretty quick. I hope the people would give you a good vacation. 
tell you the truth, I'm not taking a vacation. Uh, in fact, I haven't taken a vacation probably in three, three or four years. Uh, you said you're not going to have any programs. I'm not. I'm going to take 30 days off and seek the Lord. We're in financial okay. uh, cardiac arrest right now, and it may be the end of the program. I'm going to seek God and see what he tells me to do over a 30-day period. Uh, but that is true. I will not be doing any programs uh, after November 30th. Hopefully, we're going to resume on January 1. I want people to pray for this program. And again, if you've been tuning in uh, and you've never supported these programs, we encourage you to do it. Um, I want to thank those that do. God bless you. You've got us this far. But um, uh, we are in a uh, crisis mode right now. And I'm going to see what God does. It may be time to go back and start the tent company like Paul. Uh, Brother, I love and appreciate you. Thank you for your support uh, doing these programs and for uh, trying to help us. And uh, God richly bless you. Uh, We'll see you next time, my friend. Love you. Love you too, brother. God bless. That's John Terrell. Website is eaec.org. Uh, okay, you've heard that right. Uh, we're going to go up through uh, November 30th, and then uh, we're going to go dark for about 30 days. I hope to be back January 1. I'm going to seek the Lord and see what he tells me to do. Uh, during that time, I'm also going to work on the book. I'm going to try to get this book going. Maybe we can raise some revenue for the program through the sales of some books. You know, we have nothing to sell in this program. Uh, we have no financial sponsors uh, that are commercial advertisers. The The only sponsors we've got are you out there who uh, listen to these programs and support where you can. And I want to thank the core group of people that have. God richly bless you. I put out a uh, audio yesterday, and I want to thank those that have come forward we have a couple people that uh, have responded there, and uh, God richly bless you for helping out where you can. Uh, we've been on the air now for 13 years. We've got over 10,500 programs, and uh, if you want to get what we've got available right now online for you, go over to omegaman.podbean.com. OmegaMan.Podbean.com. I'm putting everything through there. Just simpler that way. Plus, I can get some real-time statistics on uh, really who's tuning in and um, look for any deficiencies that we can fix and maybe try to expand our reach. Um, Subscribing to the podcast helps us to know, again, who we're reaching out there. So we have people that, of course, will listen to the program, but they don't subscribe to the app. Now, when I say subscribe, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe, but it just uh, means we can actually track real people. And so we've got right now, I'll give you, an, I'll give you a real-time number. We've got 367 followers of the podcast. I know we can do better than that. And if you'd like to follow the program, just go to omegamanradio.com. You'll find the app there, and hit subscribe. It will alert you when we put new postings up there. Um, I'm done with Facebook. I think this is my 20th time. (laughs) Maria may know. She may be counting it. Uh, I decided to put Facebook in a body bag and put it out of misery. I'm done with it. Um, 
we're not on YouTube. That's a dead horse, too. We uh, have been through seven or eight channels there and uh, lost our sponsorship a couple years ago during the election fights and standing up against uh, the uh, biological weapon known as mRNA, COVID vaccines. So we are going back to the roots, which is podcasting. With the exception of, I am going to look into kick.com. Now, that's kind of um, interesting to me. I went over and looked at this new network that's been out, I guess, about a year. Uh, it's in beta test, and uh, it looks kind of interesting. So we may try to put some content over there. I've got to see how it works. Uh, but aside from that, uh, you can find these programs that we've got on the uh, Podbean network, and uh, once you go to megaman.podbean.com, there's about nine other networks that uh, pick up the shows. But you can check those out. Now, currently, I think we've got about 500 podcast episodes up there. We nuked everything several months back as part of a um, strategical move to get over to a, a better system that could service the program. SoundCloud sucks, to be honest with you. You can't put anything in there by date. It's just sequential. Um, Also, Blog Talk Radio is half dead, but we still use it for taking calls. It's the only guy out there in the podcasting world that lets you take calls like that uh, in the podcasting arena. So for that, it's good. But um, I moved everything over to Podbean, and we've got all the current shows going up there, and I've been uploading a couple of the reloaded shows every day between 5 and 10 actually I went out and got a cup of coffee today stretch my legs and do some soul searching and uh, brainstorming you know the word of God says lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path so I don't want to lean unto my own understanding and I'm seeking the Lord Lord what direction you want us to go but uh, providing we come back January 1 I'm looking at implementing a, uh, a new schedule right now the schedule I've got uh, especially since we've started doing evening programs as I get off here get back up I'm getting about 4 to 5 hours of sleep that's not really conducive to uh, long term health so what I'm going to do I think is uh, we're going to come back and we're going to do a Monday through Friday. And we're going to do two shows in the AM. I'm going to do a 9 AM Speak My Word. Put God's Word first. And then we're going to have our international show at 10 AM. International shows are David Measures, Michael Cummins, Elvis Newhart, and uh, other guests that would like to do an AM show so we'll have two shows in the morning and then we're going to come back at 7 and go 3 hours, 7 8 with another guest it'll be our second guest and then 8 to 10 is going to be a guest with a demon hotline so really I think it'll work out and be a good schedule and in between the two I can get about 7 hours of sleep, that should do me fine but uh, we'll do Speak My Word, our international guest, and then in the evening we'll have two more guests, and we will have the Demon Hotline open every night, which will be which will be kind of great if I can get people to man it with me. 
So that's the goal. I got to get some more people that want to take calls uh, for deliverance. So we'll come back and really uh, we'll build up the evening programs. Again, in the morning, 9 to 11 Eastern, in the evening, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So that will give us a total of uh, four shows a day. Now, in addition to that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to release every single day, seven days a week, two of the Omega Man relocated, uh, reloaded broadcasts, excuse me, which are where we're taking the archives from episode one going forward, restoring the ones that need to be restored. About the first thousand of them need, uh, need restoration work on them. And so once I get past that, it'll be good because um, most of the shows from then on are pretty good quality, and I don't have to do, my, do any, really any work on them. So it'll be faster uploading. But uh, we'll upload uh, two reloaded shows a day. So we got the uh, four live shows and the two relocated. And that's six shows a day. Most people are not going to be able to listen to that uh, at all, but it's going to be a lot of content there if you want it. And then um, over time, uh, you'll see programs there that maybe you have been looking for. I'm looking into another option, though. Now, that's all free. Anybody wants to tune in live or get the archives up to six shows a day, they'll be there in the main Podbean. I may come out with something called the Omega Man Vault. And for that, I'm just going to dump all 10,500 shows onto a file server. And for those that want to come on board as part of our Omega Man 300, looking for 300 people, to say, look, I will support this program at a level of $50 or more a month. I'm going to give you a key to the vault, and uh, you can go in there and stream every show we've done since the beginning of time. So for those that don't want to give anything, but still want access to the content, you get all of our live shows that we're doing, season 13, and two reloaded programs, remastered, uploaded every day. Anybody can access those. But if you want access to the vault uh, for a small donation, which would go towards uh, helping us have something that we can count on every month, because we live by faith. We don't know what's coming in pretty much day to day. And uh, we do have a few that have signed up for you know, regular support through like PayPal option. But um, we'll probably have the vault available for those that are hardcore uh, Omega Man podcast listeners and want advanced access to that. So that's what I'm contemplating. I don't know if I can pull that off or not because we have, I think, the largest archive of podcasts in the world, over probably one to one and a half terabytes of MP3s. I think we have the world record for most episodes, and that could be a shock to the system of some of these file sharing services. I'm looking at Supercast right now. I sent them an email today and another uh, server out there to see if they want to pick us up. Spreaker. They have like a paywall. And if that's the case, we're going to implement the Omega Man Vault. So, you know, 50 bucks a month. I mean, heck, you can access everything uh, in advance. Or for those that you know, do not want to give anything. You can continue to listen free, and you can get two of those reloaded shows per night. Now, it will take you about 13 years to 
to get them off. You do it that way. But uh, we've got to bring, we've got to bring, come up with some um, means of raising some money to keep this thing going. Uh, if I don't, then the ship goes down, and um, I'll go back to making tents. Probably do one show a day, just speak my word, and then release some uh, reloaded shows until Jesus comes back. But I won't be able to do the program that we're doing uh, today or expand it. So there we are. Uh, we need to build a war chest also for things we'd like to do, like organize some meetings. You know, I want to do some free meetings out there. I've been saying that for many years. Uh, we have some opportunities, maybe to sponsor some schools of deliverance in England, also America, some other locations. i got to pay for them, of course. So we need a, a war chest, and if we can get some regular monthly supporters coming in, um, we can have um, some operating funds to put those things together. If I'm going to go to one of those venues, I've got to buy my ticket, and they're not cheap. If we're going to bring somebody in, like a Joseph Jasinski, and fly them in to a location, same thing. We've got to buy their ticket, put them up, pay their expenses, uh, and then um, you know get the venue, rent the hall, whatever we're going to do. You know That's some things that we cannot currently do right now. Uh, we would like to go back on TV. That costs money. We don't have the funds to do that. In fact, we don't have the funds to do much of anything right now. Um, so there we are, putting it out to people uh, who are followers of this program, uh, who would like to uh, partner with us. That's something I'm looking at doing. Now, you can partner now if you'd like to at any amount. Go to um, omegamanradio.com. We've got a PayPal there. We've got a Zelly. We've got GoFundMe. We've got a mailing address. Um, Cash App, yeah. It took me a few years to get that online. We got that. And again, I do want to thank those that uh, have been giving regularly. We do have some of you out there, or we wouldn't be here tonight. So thank you. But um, we're at a crucial point here. I'm seeking the Lord to see what He wants us to do. Uh got real scary yesterday. We had 50 bucks in our account. I was like, dear God, what's going on here? God, where have I missed you? What are we doing wrong? What do I need to be doing? Where can we fix it? And so clearly I've got to get proactive and um, come up with some ways to raise some income to fuel the operation. No different than any other ministry out there. And uh, we have been around a very long time, 13 years, but we haven't done a good job of in terms of continuity. You know, People have asked me before to set up subscriptions. We have never done that. And um, we don't have any books. We don't have any uh, commercial sponsors. We're not in the YouTube program. Now, if you can make your way up the ranks of the the YouTube influencers, and you know you got a hundred thousand views or more per show, they pay pretty good money. We were in it for a while. Only had thirty thousand subscribers, but still, that was a couple grand a month. Man, that was nice. But um, when you begin to go against the system, and we, we speak the truth, let the chips fall where they may, they penalize you, and they penalize us and, and cancel our uh, sponsorship. So, you know, it's very difficult for the Omega Man family to do programs that are going to be YouTube safe. 
uh, because we're going to hit some of the uh, controversial topics and you know sometimes you have to pull the sword out and go after big pharma or election fraud and you know when you got your country at stake and your freedom at stake and people are dying out there and uh, you don't have the more moral compass to stand up for the truth and because you're afraid of losing income then you know you're already compromised we've got to be willing to stand up for the truth even if it costs us our lives and I'm willing to do that but just being frank with you um, we are living in a world of censorship now it's not getting any easier out there and so uh, we felt the crunch like many others have and uh, thank God we're still here Uh, there's many podcasts that have come and gone and went out into the sunset Uh, we're holding on and this has been the hardest project I've ever been involved in Uh, not to mention we are a program that loves deliverance and that puts a bullseye on our head we're we're going up against the uh, forces of darkness proclaiming no demon is safe and encouraging people to pick up the sword of deliverance and get in the battle, begin to bind and loose and begin to fight back. So you know the enemy has made us and anyone involved with us a target. Does not want us to continue. So I'm going to be uh, seeking the Lord. I need to get my book done. So I'm hoping to have that done. I'm in research mode right now on generational curses. Maybe we can um, get it out there and raise some support. You know, that's how many ministries have done it before. David Wilkerson did it. He never received a salary. But the way he supported himself for the decades he was in ministries, he wrote books. Now, I'm not a David Wilkerson writer, uh, but I I think I have a couple things that I can contribute out there that may be of interest to people in the, uh, with, with an interest in the deliverance ministry. And so we'll see what happens. At any rate, uh, we're going to be back uh, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. We've got Joseph Jasinski coming on board. Joseph will be on, uh, again, 8 Eastern. And then tomorrow is Friday. We're going to have World Ministries International. I'm hoping to have Louis and Rose Betancourt. And then uh, we should be having our Demon Hotline Friday on schedule with Victor Mravlag. So I think the new schedule going forward in 2024 will be a good one. We get the word, we get the demon hotline, and we get uh, three guests a night, plus some relocated, uh, why did I say relocated, excuse me, reloaded, broadcast uh, in the mix. And I think it should make the program um, healthy, and uh, we'll have a good mix of uh, broadcasts each day. And we're getting the um, the word, and we're we're getting the phone lines open again, which was our hallmark in the first year of this program. We did a lot of those first couple years. I want to do that again. I've reached out to some people to help me on the program, and they're not interested, sadly, to take those phone calls. So uh, I would like to have already ramped it up. Just saying, it's not easy to find people to roll their sleeves up and uh, man the demon hotline. 
couple people have been great, but um, they fell out. So I uh, said all that to say this. Uh, you can help us by praying for us, sharing your program with a friend. Pray about your part in the Omega Man Radio Network ministry. And again, to those that uh, are already on board with us, God richly bless you. I want to thank you for what you're doing. And uh, this appeal uh, really is going out to people that uh, may not have ever come forward and supported a program like Omega Man Radio, but we encourage you to do it. Any level you can get on, anything helps. we got some people that send $5 a month, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, I know we can do better than 367 followers to the program. Look, we've got 8 billion people on the globe. Come on, we've got to be able to do better than that. God help us. I mean, that's the most discouraging part, seeing the numbers. And yet I've seen numbers like that for a very long time and keep pushing through, but uh, it's like, dear God, you've got to help us. Um, okay, not much more I can say. I think I covered it. Uh, my my website again, best viewed from a computer is omegamanradio.com. Love and appreciate you all, Father God, in Jesus' name. I thank you for this opportunity. Bless all the speakers and all the people that came out. Bless those God who have stepped forward to give whatever they could. Give them great fruit on their record. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we plead the blood of Jesus over us all. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, I love y'all. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up. We will not have a program. Thanksgiving. Uh, we have people that uh, will be on the road and with their families. I think uh, most of you will be celebrating Thanksgiving. But um, I've got um, a lot of great shows for you this month. We're going to have Philip Morris on. He's coming back. Also, the return of Frank Marzullo Jr., I've got Bill Sneblin scheduled this month um, and more. Sabrina Sessions will be back. Gregory Ellis, Lou Young, um, and much more. Thank you all, folks, for tuning in. God bless you. We'll see you next time.